Welcome to Crossroads Church's Sermon of the Week podcast. We hope you enjoy this message. Today we're going to be talking about a special subject, one that I think we're all very passionate about, one that we can relate, uh, one that um, we love to know how many just love to wait. Waiting on God is a topic today, but who around here loves to just wait? Going to the drive through Albert Miller's and 50 cars. Oh, yes. I boy. There I go, right? I want to join that group. How many of you love to wait? In fact, we live in a society that if you have to wait, we're the first ones to jump in and complain, right? Friday night, we, um, we wanted something different. We wanted pizza, <laughs> something different. But we didn't want Papa John's, and we didn't want Pizza Hut. We wanted a good pizza. And I said, okay, no problem. You guys go to your baseball practice. I got the pizza. I know a good place where I can go and get a good, you know, those traditional Italian pizza, right? And so I go. I place the order an hour and a half in advance. There should not be any issues with my order. At 8.30 p.m., there I am waiting for my pizza, and I had to wait an hour for the pizza. In a normal day, I would have been right there at that cash register asking for my money back, wanting to find out what on earth is happening. It didn't look like, like it needed to wait an hour. And so, but you know, I was outside, which made it even different. I was outside, it was hot. There's probably so many people outside. And there I am waiting, standing up, waiting at the door for my pizzas, two pizzas. And I'm like, wow, I was impressed with myself. I'm like, you're not upset? You're not complaining? You're not there asking for a manager? And there came a pizza, it was delicious, I'll tell you guys, I'm not, I'm not giving promotions, but it's, it's really, it was great. But how many of us really enjoy waiting? When we ask for something, we want it right away. If we text someone, we're there waiting to see the answer. And if we see the little dots moving and nothing comes through, it frustrates you. I know it frustrates you. You wonder, are they deleting? Are they retyping? Oh, I made them mad. Why is it taking them so long? Oftentimes, we get angry when we don't get results instantly. We want everything right. Why do you think we have a microwave? Right? Why do you think that stoves have changed today? I mean, everything is to be faster. I bought me, um, what is it called? Fry, uh, air fryer. Seven minutes to make something, and it cooks it all the way through. I mean, we're constantly looking for ways to make things go faster. We do not like waiting. We drive, especially, I mean, when I'm on 35, on a Friday afternoon, at five o'clock in the afternoon, I know what's gonna happen. Instead of 30 minutes to get to San Antonio, it's going to be two hours. I just know it. So I try to avoid it. I either leave New Braunfels at 3.30, or I might as well stay until seven, right? That way, I don't, I'm not stuck on 35. How many of you get excited when you see 16 or 4 packed? You're like, ah, boy, Joe, they need me on the road, right? We're constantly looking for ways to do things faster, right away, instantly. Waiting on him. 
is the subject today. If you have your Bibles, would you look on Isaiah 40, 31? And he says, but those who wait on the Lord shall never, shall, I mean, so, shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Isaiah 40, 31. The, my other version, I, this is the King James Version, okay? My other version says, But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. But how many of us enjoy waiting? God, I asked you for this. Why am I having to wait for it? When I know this is something that you want for my life. You told me about this one thing and it still hasn't happened. Who enjoys waiting? I don't know the first person that enjoys waiting. And if you're one of those, I would love to talk to you after service. I want to know a little bit about your character traits and what makes you love to wait. But constantly, we are not the type of people that enjoy waiting. We are to wait, but not forget everything else. God reminds us, and we're going to read different passages about waiting. But constantly, we think, okay, waiting means just, aquí estoy, it's going to arrive right here, right? And I'm just going to forget about the whole world. And that's not necessarily what the passage is telling us. We are to wait, but not forget about everything else. It says in the Word, but you must return to your God, maintain love and justice, and wait for your God always. Not wait on someone else, not just wait over here, wait on God. Wait on God. Some of you, and I'm going to include myself too, some of us, have been waiting for justice from God. Just justice. I'm like, God, that wasn't right. That just wasn't right. I want to see justice take place with me right here. I want to see it. I want to witness it. We want justice to take place right away. But it tells us to maintain love and justice and wait for your God always. It doesn't say, Arlene, take action and bring justice. It says, wait on God always. Very difficult thing to do. Um, we, as you guys know, we took our son to college uh, last weekend. And it's one of the hardest things. I'm glad I only have two kids, okay? Because those of you who have more than two, right? Uh, and had to do that separation. Oh, my goodness. I don't think I can go through it. No, 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 no. Two is good. And, and I got seven years to wait for the other one. But it was hard. And, and the whole time I prepared myself um, to get there and drop him off. And I told myself, no vas a llorar. You're not going to cry. You're going to be strong. And, and, and if you know me, I'm not very emotional. Uh, I don't think I am. Um, and I usually cry when I shouldn't, and then I don't cry when I should. It's that kind of weird personality, right? So I didn't know what was going to happen. I'm like, hey, boy, we're going to drop him off, leave him settled, leave him good. I had a plan on how to organize his dorm, the whole step. I had the carrito, the whole thing. We're going to do this easy. Nobody's going to be suffering. The university was ahead of the game. I mean, we didn't even have to use the carrito. They had like 50 people to help him unload. I'm like, it was amazing. And... Everything was fine until I got to Waco on the way back. I started thinking about me. 
sad about me. When I was in college, I met Bob in college. And then I'm like, I never went back home. And I'm like, ah, you know, this is going to meet somebody there. You know, with my luck, Seba Casar, he's going to get married, and he's not coming back home. And so I'm thinking the whole tragedy is happening, and Bob looks at me, he sees me kind of crying, and he asks, what happened? i like, what do you mean what happened? Don't ask me. What do you think? We just dropped off Kevin at college. What do you think happened? So then I thought, okay, hopefully he won't meet anybody, because God is good. He's not going to sent anybody. He's just going to socialize with everybody else. He's not going to meet anyone there. But it's, it's, it's a hard thing. And I start remember about my days in college. I remember this one time. I was, and, and I try not to tell Kevin all of my experiences because everybody's experience is different. And the university was different. Everything is different. He's a guy, I'm a girl, like all these kind of things. I remember this one time that I was taking an elective. I was not required to take this class, pero me provocó. It was a drawing class. I mean, I was happy to have my kit. I mean, I walked to that class like, ah, yeah, finally has something to take and the big old chart thing. When I walk in there, it's like those nice tables and like, I belong in this class. I got excited, a lot of people there. I started looking around. Everything looks so nice. I'm like, I have to step it up here. And the professor was an elderly person that walked around he took his time, and everybody was getting feedback. Boom, boom, boom. He got to mine. But I started feeling weird, because I had never taken a drawing class. And when he got to mine, his first words, the first words out of his mouth is, Estupida! I'm like, eh? Like, me or the drawing? Like, it sounded like for me. And I'm like, what? And he grabbed my drawing, and he tore it apart, threw it on the floor, and he said, do it again and do it right. And then I was like, am I dreaming? Is this for real? No one turned their head to see me. Because that's the first thing you look to see who's watching, right? No one was looking. And I grabbed my kit, grabbed my things. Now, this is an elective. I don't need this class. I walked out and went straight crying to my advisor. The whole world was falling apart. And I told her exactly the way he talked to me. And I could tell the guy was Italian. Porque stupid, was very unique. It was very Italian. It had an Italian behavior, right? And so anyway, get to my advisor. And her words were, Arlene, he's been here for so many years. He's not going anywhere. I recommend you drop the class. I was very offended. I sure dropped the class because I was not going to go through that anymore. Changed my degree, the whole world changed, everything was a different story. But inside of me, I wanted justice, and I wanted it right there. I wanted my advisor to go back to that professor, Italiano, and tell him that what he did was wrong and he offended me. But that didn't happen. Her reaction was the opposite. I never expected her to do that. And I realized it wasn't on my control. All I could do is drop the class. And it wasn't until very much a lot of months later that we all received a message that Professor, no, no me acuerdo his name, was retiring and they were going to do a celebration, but he sent a message to all of his students. He apologizes for his behavior if he ever offended anyone. I knew then I wasn't the only one, because you don't just send a message like that. 
He was somebody of prestige for the university. But I felt okay after that, and I realized it wasn't in my control. It was in God's timing. God might have spoken to him. He realized he had to offend a lot of people, that he had to send that message on his retirement <laughs> announcement. And I thought, it's not on my hands. It is in God's timing. Many of us live life expecting justice to take place there. And it is not that way. God says, wait. Wait. Let me show you. Wait always on God. We are to wait, but not with our eyes closed. We shouldn't forget, and we really shouldn't close our eyes. Watch. When I think about waiting in the Bible, I think about the story of Joseph. My goodness, what a time to wait. Years and years. Everyone hurting him. He went from one thing to the other. Test after test. Issue after issue. Joseph endured through all of it. Incarcerated. And in every aspect of Joseph's life, God showed himself. God went for his rescue, showed himself to Joseph. That at the end, his call and what he had manifested to Joseph was confirmed with everyone. How many of us are willing to wait years for something specifically that God has spoken to you about? I think that if they tell you, you're going to wait 50 years for this one, you're like, goodbye. That's not a good idea. I'm going for the faster one, for the five-year one, right? Not the 50. But as for me, I watch in hope for the Lord. I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. It doesn't say may hear me, will hear me, is what the Word of God says. So if you're waiting, watch in hope for the Lord I wait for God, my Savior. My God will hear me. Es una promesa. It's a promise. He will hear me. You know, in the process of Joseph waiting, and probably I, I, I oftentimes think about, well, I wonder what Joseph went through in his story. Betrayed by his brothers. Betrayed by everyone around him. But you know that in the process of us waiting and praying is when God strengthens us. Our faith gets strengthened in the process of waiting. If we're focused on him. Now, si estamos quejando, we're complaining. Yeah, no, no, there's no, there's no strengthening in there. All you're doing is complaining and whining about it. But when you wait on God and expect him to do something and you pray to him and you look for him wholeheartedly, then things take place. God responds. God answers. He strengthens you. When we wait, we get strengthened. The Word of God says in Psalms, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. See how he, he repeats in itself, wait on the Lord. Wait on God. Telling you, dropping off a child at college is not easy. I hope, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be saying this stuff for a while. Um, it's, it's just, a, it's not easy. I cannot imagine when he gets married. Ah, oh, la voy a ver así toda. You know, I'm gonna be so upset. No, mentiras. I'll be happy, but, but it's hard. It's hard to let go. 
I mean, Friday night when we order the pizzas and we're eating, all I kept doing is looking, pa'ca, bam, pa'ca, Christian, Christian quiet, bab quiet, like, this is so weird. You know, Kevin talks. And I'm like, okay, this is so hard. And then I said, well, this is our first Friday together. And they were like, okay. I'm like, I'm feeling bad. But it was fine. It was okay. We, were, we will endure through all these years. But it's not easy. I remember another story in college. One of probably the hardest stories I went through in college. I think being separated from my family was hard enough. Uh, I mean, the adjustment of being away in another country, learning a new language, all of that is difficult. You make it through. You learn. You adapt to new cultures. You adapt to everything. But I remember my last year, it was the last spring break. Uh, no spring break. It was like those days after spring break. And I was in my apartment, and I got a phone call from one of my friends. He had gone. Panama City, and he's telling me about his trip that he took, and he was a wild guy, and he, I'm like, wow, his nickname was Amigo, I called him Amigo, he didn't speak Spanish, but, I, you know, he, he managed, and talking to him, he's telling me all the things he did during spring break, and who went, and who didn't go, and blah, 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 and uh, the phone call got disconnected, and I was like, okay, no big deal, he's crazy, you know, and Soon after, I got a phone call from another friend from church who said, Arlene, turn on the TV, prende el televisor. I'm like, okay, like something good. Look, that's your friend's car on TV, the news. The car was flipped, destroyed. He just got in a car accident. I'm talking about within minutes that I talked to my friend. And, and I'm looking, I'm like, how do I know? It was one of those years that there were those issues with explorers, the, the, the tires, you know, the whole thing. And, and I'm like, será, no será? And, and I said, no, there's no way. I'm like, yeah, that's him because his license plate said amigo, amigos. And I said, no way. And then I get to my friend and say, and why are you calling me like that? Why are you telling me? He said, no, Arlene, he's dead. I said, no, he's not. Yeah, he's dead. I got upset at him for telling me news like that. He knew how close I was with this guy. Ran to my friends, told them what happened in their culture. Women are not around, and so I should not be involved in the process of uh, recognizing the body and the whole thing. And, and I remember calling my parents, calling Bob. He was here in Texas already. And I remember feeling hopeless, lost, confused. I really don't remember every day that week. But I know that the feeling of being separated and not included in the process of my friend's death killed me. I wanted to know what happened to him. I wanted to know what his parents said. I mean, I wanted to know his siblings, their reaction. I wanted to know every single thing about him. I wanted to have that closure to that story, and it bothered me that I couldn't do it. It wasn't until months, months later, I received an email from the dad who said just these words, thank you for being his friend. And I felt good. I felt calm. But it took months to get to that. Sometimes you and I go through months to wait for one thing, and we don't even know if we're going to either witness it 
see it or just expect it later. But let me tell you, God's justice and love is there. He's a faithful God, says here. It says that when we wait, he blesses. Sometimes it feels like you're getting choked in the process of waiting, but he says that when we wait, he blesses. Yet the Lord longs to be gracious to you, therefore he will rise up to show you compassion. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all who wait for him. I remember when I was crying to Bob, telling him about my friend, he knew how hard this was for me. And we were planning our wedding. I remember telling my mom, it's your wedding. Plan it the way you want it, please. Um, you know, it was in Venezuela. I was here in the U.S. I remember just thinking, I mean, why, will he, why did he have to die? Why in that manner? Why, why, why? So many questions sometimes that we ask, and we, we have a difficult time asking God, but then we, we go and we pray, and we're like, Lord, I need an explanation for what happened. I wanted to be able to say bye. Why didn't you allow me to do that? And I realized that there is a lot of questions we have that we will not be able to answer at a given time. But when we wait on God, he manifests himself and he blesses. He answers in the process. And so while we wait, we should expect the God of miracles, the God of love, the God that, that created you to answer. Not complaining in the process, but we should just wait patiently on him. He is a good God. And there are things that take action. I mean, this last year with the pandemic, who would have expected this thing to take this long? But it has. It has. It has taken this long. And we should still, in the process, praise him. We should still find reasons to praise him. When I see what's happening in Afghanistan... It just it makes me so sad. It makes me cry when I hear parents' testimony, when I hear the suffering of young girls in that country, when I see what's taking place. And all I can do is pray, pray, and praise him. I say, God, I know that you're using your people. There are pastors right now in the middle of all of that preaching the gospel, and we got to pray for them. We have to remain faithful and pray for the body of Christ. He is using his people. So I'm going to ask you a personal question. What are you waiting on God for? What are you waiting on God for? Did you forget about what you were waiting for? Some people say, I've been waiting for a wife. I've been waiting for a husband. I've been waiting for a child. I've been waiting for friends. I've been waiting for a good job. I've been waiting. And then you can go on and on and on and on. What has God spoken to you about that you're still waiting for? What are you waiting? Is there anything that needs to change? Those are hard questions. But his word reminds us to wait on him. Que esperes en él. Dios es fiel. God is faithful. And regardless of what has taken place, God loves you. God loves me. And he wants just his children to rejoice in him. 
Not to forget about him in the process, but to rejoice in him. To wait patiently. I, I told you, I don't know how I waited for that pizza on Friday. I just knew that I couldn't show up home sin las pizzas. <laughs> that reminded me. Every time I thought I can't show up without the pizzas, I have to bring them. They just got out of baseball practice. They're expecting these pizzas. But there are things in our life that we're waiting for on God that we must wait. But wait on Him. Esperar en Él, en Dios. Because He is the God that fulfills His promises. What is in His Word are not just words and sentences, and paragraphs for you just to get motivated every day. This is the living word of God. And we must rely on it. We must meditate on it. We must pray with it. We must read it. We must grow with it. Wait on God. God is good. The other day, I, I received a tweet, a tweet, yeah, I want to say a Twitter, no, a tweet, right? I didn't know. Um, I don't check my Twitter that much, and I wrote, noticed that my inbox had five messages. I'm like, whoa, somebody wrote to me on Twitter. So I've happily opened, and it was one person who wrote five times, and it was an old college friend. I'm like, what, the, what a timing. This week where I'm thinking all about college and stuff, and so reconnected with this friend, and, and, and as I was talking, um, he asked me, did you get married to Bob? And I said, yep, Robertico, right? And then we got two Roberticos, right? And, and so he's like, whoa, right? So I'm telling him the story, and he's telling me his story. He said, yeah, I, saw, I kind of saw some of the pictures on your Twitter. I'm like, yeah, that, that's us. And as we were talking, he says, did you ever get that message from the family? And I said, yes, I did. He said, they asked me about you, and I gave him the email. And I said, well, I appreciate it. It really made me feel at peace about what was happening. And, and I thought for a second, you know, God's timing is so unique. It's been 20 years since I graduated from college. 20 years. On the 20th year, I'm taking my son to college, and I'm all thinking about everything, and that's when everything starts coming back. I thought it was, you know, the timing was just crazy. But it was a reminder once again of God. We must wait on God. Always wait on God. I'm going to ask if the worship team can come forward. And we're going to praise him one more time together as a, as, as a church and I'm going to ask you again, what are you waiting on God for? Because whatever it is that you're waiting on God, I want you to know that he's not giving up. Are you still waiting on him? Or did you give up on that thought or that call that he placed in you? Because God is the God that is faithful. And he wants his children to keep drawing closer and closer to him. And in the process of waiting, we must praise him. We must praise him. Alabarlo con todo. That if I feel uncomfortable in the process of waiting, Dios, I'm alive, I'm here. Thank you for this beautiful city. Thank you for the job I have. Thank you for the family I have. Thank you for the new friends I have. Thank you, Jesus, for being a good God. And Father, I'm here waiting, but I'm here waiting on you. 
and no one else. For more information about this podcast and other ministries, visit crossroadstx.church. Thank you.